Welcome to the Three Questions Podcast. We take questions from our church family and try to do our best to answer them from a biblical worldview. And we have the privilege to serve the Lord's Church right here locally in Oklahoma City at Southern Hills Baptist Church. Doug Melton is our lead pastor. Randy Whittall is our pastor of missions and evangelism. My name is Daniel Snow. I get to be pastor to young adults. And we love getting your questions. Um, they And just know that when you turn questions in, it's also helpful to other people. And you can turn them in three ways. You can email three questions podcast at myshbc.com with the number three in three questions podcast. You can go to the website, myshbc.com slash contact, or you can text 505-258-2076 and know that, that the questions will always be kept anonymous. We're actually going to take a short break after this podcast um, until January of 2021, Um, but we do plan to be back with new episodes then, and today we're going to get to kind of close out 2020 with just kind of a Christmas podcast focusing on on topics related to that, and uh, I just have a question of my own for you guys, because I think inquiring minds want to know. Absolutely. And that is... Christmas decorations and music before or after Thanksgiving. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Uh, it's I don't even have to pray about this, <laughs> Daniel. It's it's really got to be after Thanksgiving. I agree. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> let's get Thanksgiving done. It's a wonderful time of year. Yeah, it's a great holiday. Right. Let, let it be what it let is. Let it be, yeah. and then you bet. You bet. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. Borrowing from the snow and ice. It's yeah. a slippery slope. If you don't have a hard line, next thing you know, yeah. it's Halloween. Let's keep it clean. That's exactly right. Got it. I think it's Jeremy that, is in disagreement fully. Yeah, it's rare that Doug's wrong, but you know, on this <laughs> <laughs> but, but sometimes you just gotta say sometimes it. you just gotta <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah. Decorations after Thanksgiving. Christmas music. Middle of August, early September. Whoa, yeah, wow. good grief. Yeah, you can start early with Christmas Ease up, yeah. Randy. <laughs> wow. Friends, I'm sorry many of you had to hear that. What is going on right now? <laughs> this is madness. Um, I'm sorry I even brought it up now. Sorry I didn't realize the birth of our Savior was a tender subject for you guys. <laughs> nice, nice. Way to, way to play the spiritual card, Randy. Okay, so here we go. Uh, one thing that I would love and uh, to hear from you guys, and and again, I think it would it'd just be a good conversation. Is what is one of your favorite parts of the Christmas account? Go ahead, Ray. Okay, I think mine is uh, at least the mental image of when the host of angels began to sing, "Glory yeah. to God in the highest," because. Part of that is because as an adult now, when you know, all my life you always have this idea, and we always represent angels as being almost childlike creatures. Yeah. And you imagine this sounding like a first grade chorus or something. Right. But you know, angelic beings as they're represented in the Bible are fearful mm-hmm. creatures. I mean, they strike fear into the hearts of grown men when they see them. And so, you know, and now I imagine an angelic host that's like a group of, it's like if, you know, Navy SEAL Team 6 breaks into choir, you know, yeah. in the course. It's, it's this, so it had to be just this 
most impressive display of angelic beings, and they're singing glory to God in the highest. I mean, that just had to be an incredible an incredible sight and or spectacle for those guys. Yeah, it's like it's fierce. I mean, they are fierce, yeah, yeah. but at the same time, just full of praise. Yeah. So. Okay, so at the risk of throwing a little bit of water here, <laughs> <laughs> I was reading something the other day that nowhere in the Bible does it say angels sing. Now, nowhere in the Bible does it say they don't sing but we actually don't have any evidence of angels singing in Scripture. Isn't that interesting? Right. Because we sing, hark the herald angels sing. sing we, yeah. We, mm-hmm. Yeah. And because it says, and the the, the angels proclaimed or yeah. said, yeah. but yeah. we picture them singing it. We do, yeah. That's a good point. Right. It doesn't it, say sing. It yeah. says proclaim. And, and so I'm not saying that they didn't sing it. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah it is a, a beautiful picture that mm-hmm. we have uh mine mine is there's a phrase that i use throughout the year a lot of times like if i'm praying with someone and it is with god all things are possible and and that's what the angel yeah. said to mary when she said mm-hmm. how can this be i'm i i've never known a man I, i'm a virgin mm-hmm. and he said with god all things are possible and so i've just always loved that that phrase yeah um and and then i let me add one more simeon yeah you know we don't talk much about that but it's Mm -hmm. like okay i i can go now yeah yeah Yeah, it's like i have seen what the lord told me i would see before i died yeah yeah and you know uh also in that we're not told simeon was an old man where does it just says Mm -hmm. there was a man Mm -hmm. devout And so we've always pictured him as old, but sometimes I've wondered if maybe he wasn't an old man. Right. And the Lord had told him, before you die, before you see death, you'll see the Lord's Christ. Yeah. And he gets to see That's him. Point. He gets to see him, and it's, okay, Lord, I can go in peace. Let yeah. me do, almost like, wow, this, I've seen him. The Lord's going to take me home now. But he was focused on that one thing. I mean, that was something the Lord had given him, and he had not lost sight of that, what it would be. Yeah, and you got to figure that was absolutely not what he was expecting. I mean, he was told, before you die, you're going to see the Lord's Messiah. And all of a sudden, here comes this (laughs) infant, you know, and you're going, a young woman, a a teenage girl, probably carrying a little baby. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, so like I said, kudos to Simeon for, you know, for being willing to to, to be discerning and, and think, okay, this isn't what I was expecting, but this is this is who God is calling the Messiah. So that's good. That's cool. Um, for me, one thing would definitely be Joseph. I just, I think a lot of Joseph and the the way the scripture shows us he just had, you know, honest confusion at first at what was happening here and honest doubt, fear, but then also God really enabled him to have courage and integrity. And, uh, I mean, if, you know, just that, that first part of, of, well, in Matthew one, when it says now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy spirit 
and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel, now we're back to angels again, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to make Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save the world from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And uh, behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Like, to me, that's just incredible. I yeah. mean, it, it would have been so strange oh, man, and confusing yeah. to him, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, as men, humanly speaking, yeah, just the, 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 the incredible trust yeah. that he had in Mary mm-hmm. and in, in the vision that God had given him, you know, because they both had to know the ridicule they were going to get, the looks they were going to get. There would be absolutely zero other people on the planet that were going to believe their story. And yet, you know, they, they stepped out in faith and they trusted God and they, uh, you know, they were obedient. And that's just a huge, huge, uh, example for us of what it takes to follow God, even when, you don't quite understand everything, and you know that this is all. This is going to be a hard road to walk, but yeah. you're willing to do it anyway. And kind of like Simeon, I think these are two people that we would probably say these are not major players in the story. I mean, in in the what, but they are. I mean, mm-hmm. what I mean is, but they don't give get a ton of verses in the Bible necessarily, or. But they absolutely played their role that right. God had for them, and it mattered. Yeah, because of Joseph, we get to Bethlehem. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was his ancestral town. Right. Yeah, and with Simeon, I think God wanted him to encourage Joseph and Mary. Like, this is a real thing. Like, God talked to me about it too. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. So very cool. And and even Simeon, it's it's a hard word then that he gives to Mary. Oh yeah. This child will be for the rise and fall. Yeah. Many in Jerusalem and the sword will pierce your own heart. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and like I said, with Joseph, because of Joseph, they get to Bethlehem and there's a prophecy. And really because of Joseph, they get to Egypt. Another, That's good. another prophecy. That's good. Yeah. And then Joseph's pretty much out of the picture, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that speaks a lot to just exactly what you said. Each of us has a role in mm-hmm. God's plan, and sometimes it's a lifelong role, and sometimes it's a cameo. Mm-hmm. But each of it is, each one is just as important. Whether it's a big cog or a little cog in God's plan, do it as well and faithfully as you can, and and rejoice in the role that God's given you to do. That's awesome. Okay, another question for us to. Th- to talk through, should Christians give gifts at Christmas, or is that a consumeristic distraction? Oh, I, I would I would say absolutely, and and just just acknowledge and know that it can be mm-hmm. a consumeristic distraction. 
but that would be that would hold true uh, for acknowledging someone's birthday, mm-hmm. um, celebrating a child's spiritual birthday or an adult's spiritual birthday. You know, anything can become a consumeristic distraction, but uh, don't let it. That's that, good. That's our key. I think is is to give a witness to the world, not that my witness is I just don't give gift at all. Right. But instead, the witness is. Yes, we give gifts, but that's not the emphasis, and and we do everything we can to make sure that it's not just we're just going to go buy something just so we can say we bought something, but yeah. that there's meaning behind it. Yeah, agreed. And I think more so than just the idea of a gift is the idea of thoughtful generosity, mm-hmm. and I think that's something we should do year round. Mm-hmm. Now, at Christmas, obviously, it seems a little more expected. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I would, you know, I would love to think you know that that we as a as ch- children of god would have that kind of generosity year round and see because we received the ultimate uh, absolutely generosity. yeah yeah it's so. good and that's why i don't give you guys gifts <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be too consumeristic I I, I really now it makes sense doing my best to stay away from that <laughs> thanks doug <laughs> for not being Just a stumbling looking block out for you guys <laughs> what a wonderful blessing <laughs> Just so you know, I'm going Christmas shopping to Harbor Freight a little bit later for you guys. <laughs> you can't go wrong there. You cannot. Okay, so one scripture. Christmas vacation. And pick out something for yeah. yourself, Randy. <laughs> Get yourself something really nice. Something real nice. Okay, so a scripture on this that I love that ties in is where Jesus is saying, you know what, um, you guys as humans – and you're evil, by the way, know how to good, give good gifts to your own children. And then he says, how much more does your heavenly father love to give good gifts to you? So, and that's in Matthew 7, 7 through 11. But yeah, it's just, he's just saying, hey, it's it's appropriate that even, even as you guys are sinners, you do love to give good things to the ones you, you care about specifically your children, but, but others too. And he says, how much more, this is just a reflection that should show you your heavenly father is perfectly like this. That's a good word. That's good. Yeah. That's real good. Um, okay. And then let's go to another question. And it is, what are your favorite Christ centered family Christmas traditions slash activities? Ours, when our kids, when we had children at home was always the, time that we had on Christmas Day in the morning before the family or the gifts or any of the celebration was to sit and to, and to read the Luke version of the Christmas story. Yeah. And uh, we would read that together and talk about it, pray about it. And of course, you know, when the kids are anxious to get gifts, it was, took, yeah. a, it took a little bit of doing to keep <laughs> everybody's attention. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was one of my favorite parts of uh, having little ones at home. Awesome. Exactly the same. Yeah. Before. And I think we always tried to make it a a big deal that you can't, we can't open any gifts until. Yeah. And, and that's just, it really, hopefully it wasn't just a tradition for our, our sons, but really an acknowledgement. Here's why we're doing this. We're Mm -hmm. doing this because God gave us his greatest gift. Yeah. And the gift of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, and I think the per you know the person who turned this in may be disappointed in in 
all of my lack of creativity, all of us, because I'm going to say the exact same thing. Um, and I know that there are other cool things that families do out there. Um, but that's it for us too. It's just kind of that Christmas morning family devotion. Yeah. And so it just, it really does bring a point of focus and, and it kind of causes us all to at least have a, a moment of self-control and acknowledge, like you just said, this is something bigger than just getting the next cool thing. Yeah. And I think that's, I, th- I think that's important for us because if our Christmas celebration looks like the rest of the world, an unbelieving world, then I think we're obviously missing the point of celebrating the birth of Christ. You know, uh, we, uh, there should be something in our observance of Christmas that keeps our families and our, our hearts focused on just what Doug said, the fact that this is a really really big deal yeah. we're celebrating. I mean, this is a once in history event mm-hmm. that literally changed the universe. I mean, yeah. uh and, and so this is a big, big deal. And and I hope we, you know, with the way we celebrate uh, you know, reflects that. That's good. Yeah. Okay. I mean, because Easter is kind of our Super Bowl as Christians. Mm-hmm. But there is no Easter if there is no Christmas. Right. And uh, and so it's huge. Okay. They're really kind of bookends. Yeah. You know, that, that part, you know, God with us and God who overcame mm-hmm. every obstacle so we can be with him, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and this is a bonus, uh, bonus question that's kind of a bunch of different things, and that is just some Christmas vocabulary. Sometimes in Christmas music or just this time of year there's some words that get tossed around that I'll be honest I know for me for a long time I thought what does that word even mean and so we're just going to mention a few of those Noel is one and um, any guesses on what Noel means well I know it's French it's a uh, Noel is a French word that uh, actually means I think to uh, sing a song sing a Christmas song and if you're ever down in the Cajun area of Louisiana, you'll still hear people greet each other with Joie Noël instead huh. of Merry Christmas. They say Joie Noël. Very uh, cool. For, which I'm assuming in French means Merry Christmas. But, yeah. Uh, uh, so. Very cool. Yeah. Randy is able to speak in any yeah, language or dialect. Exactly right. It's just amazing. <laughs> I. One, one correction. I, I do believe that that means past the... Uh, crawdads, uh, I believe. <laughs> Down in Louisiana, yeah, that's probably that's right. right. Past the crawdads. That's right. <laughs> I'll take some whipped cream on my etouffee. <laughs> Man, um, I mean, and, and he I has think, an unfair advantage. Can I just it, say that? He does. Yeah. It's not even right. <laughs> and, but I think, and, and then backing up from the French Noel, that uh, I think there's the uh, Natalis. Yeah, or, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, nativity. Birth, mm-hmm. right, and, and so even the French word Noel, which they translates Christmas, still has at its root birth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and that even has like our word natal mm-hmm. comes yeah, from right. that same go. root. Yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, so Noel, I, I mean, in, in very for me in simple terms, basically is another word for Christmas. So when we hear the first Noel, saying the first Christmas, mm-hmm. or or even Christmas Carol, sometimes is what. It's tied to, yeah, man, that's good. Uh, Yule. I did not know what Yule. Okay, it's from the old Oklahoma y'all, <laughs> which just then it very, yeah, no, it's not it at all. 
<laughs> Yule tide carols. Yeah. The Yule log. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, there's got to be some Germanic. That's right. Okay. Yep. Germanic roots. It, uh, it basically also means Christmas or Christmas time, but it, yeah, it's origin is Germanic feast and festivities tied to, tied to Christmas. Yeah. Okay. And there was usually a, a fire yeah, burning. Okay. And so that Yule log. Yeah. I've been wondered if it was like a special log you saved all year and thinking this will be our Christmas morning log or something. I don't know, but yeah. You kind of wonder about that. Um, okay, Christmas. The word Christmas itself. Yeah, you know, okay, so we that's the our main word. Uh, obviously, the Christ part of it, we get that. Christ, from the Greek Christos, or Messiah, anointed, chosen one. It's the mass at the end, which yeah. uh, there there is... There is going to be some Latin involved in there, um, the from the Catholic tradition of the Christ Mass, mm-hmm. uh, meaning the Christ service mm-hmm. that they would observe. Uh, but it's then when you back up from then, where did they get the word Mass? Mm-hmm. Because they do call that service Mass, and and that comes from the traditionally the very last thing that was said was uh, iti missa est. Uh, I-T-E, comma, M-I-S-S-A, Missa, and then Est, E-S-T, which literally means go, Ite means go, is sent. Hmm. The Missa is where we would get our word mission. Okay. Sent. And and so at the, at the end of a mass, those words would be said in Latin, which means go, to the church, you have been sent. You've been sent wow. out. Mm-hmm. You've been sent out. Yeah, you have you have gone through the worship. You've experienced forgiveness. You have heard and received the good news. Yeah. Go. You are sent. And not just, huh. not just, okay, it's over. You can go now. But now you go out and take this word. And so whenever we back it up to there, boy, Christmas, Christ sent yeah and that we are sent yeah to it's christmas is a time of letting people know that right. the messiah has come and we're sent into the world and we're sent into the world yeah kind of like those shepherds that's, that's awesome good. man i did not know that at all that's really cool yeah so it's really it really is a great word if and, and especially just not stopping at christ mass but but picking up that word mass from there yeah, really good. That's neat. That's a, we've always said because God's ascending God, we have to be a going people. That's good. Uh, and so that's that's kind of that whole idea of being sent out. Awesome. Okay, I'm going to give two real quick and then two last ones that are, I think, really important. Uh, nativity is just the occasion of a person's birth. Um, mm-hmm. Again, that was just a word for a long time. I was like, I mean, I know it's a Christmas time word, but what is that? The occasion of a person's birth. And I mean, nobody talks like this, but used to people would say it's the place of my nativity. I mean, you could even say it of yourself personally. Right. Um, now we just associate it with with Jesus. Laud, you know, like we in some of the carols, we bring him laud. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is that? Um, it's basically just high praise. Uh, and so it just, I mean, that, that simplifies it for me, but that's what it is. And, and, and I know it's tied to even some of the, 
degrees people yeah, get. Yeah, well, in stuff. academics, they use it a lot now. Magna cum laude with great honor, summa right. cum laude with highest honor. But it, you're right. It does mean honor. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, last two, and in my mind, I think these are important. One is Advent, and one is Incarnation. Um, Advent, both of these we use. Advent, any, anybody want to throw in on that? I think it just means in preparation for, doesn't it, or leading up to? Or, yeah, and, and kind of that idea of arrival, um, the arrival of, yeah. Um, and so this is the ultimate arrival mm-hmm. that we're celebrating uh, that God would arrive with us. That's right. That's pretty cool. Um, that is so cool to me. It is. And, and you know, I, I think one of our listeners may maybe have had posed about Advent is leading up to mm-hmm. the birth, right? Yeah, right. right. And, and that the 12 days of Christmas, actually, sometimes we think of that being leading up to, but that no, that's Advent. And the 12 days of Christmas are literally right there at Christmas time then, afterwards yeah if i'm right i think you're right yeah yeah the cell kind of that christmas celebration yeah of 12 and then days. the days after christmas yeah. yeah very good and then incarnation in my mind this probably is the top just as far as just vocab words and uh incarnation well i know like spanish which comes from the latin carne means flesh or meat mm-hmm. and so in carne would mean in the flesh and so I think that's where our incarnation comes from, is just the idea that God became flesh. Yeah. As in queso con carne. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's absolutely yeah. or like right. The, or that, that commercial a few years ago where there were two lions, and one of them, they were looking down on some campers, and the one said, no, it's carne, carne. <laughs> like, is it like Ricardo Montalban, carne. <laughs> yeah. In, yeah. In the flesh. God in the flesh. came in the flesh. Yeah. I mean, God became one of us, fully God, fully man, the God-man, God with skin on, and his name is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think one thing that I know for a long time totally flew over my head was that he is eternally the God-man from that point on. Uh, it was not just like a 33-year mission. I mean, he is still the God-man now. Uh, in fact, he is the human king we've always longed for. And the reason we get so frustrated with every other human leader, including ourselves. That's right. Uh, because we're all broken. But he is the unshakable king of That's right. the unshakable kingdom. And there have been a lot of kings, great kings in history, even King Solomon, King David, King Tut. Yeah. But we do not celebrate any of their birthdays. No. There is only one king. And we celebrate his birthday. So and I good. like the way you said that in present. It's not that Jesus will one day be king. Mm. He's king now. He mm-hmm. is the eternal king, the God-man king. And even though, like I said, we do look around and think, man, this world should be different. or We're, we're seeing a sin-stained world, but God, Jesus is still king of creation now and forevermore. So good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, guys, that's been a fun conversation. Just good, good stuff. Helpful to think about and talk about. Jeremy Johnson, thank you for producing this podcast. Uh, you guys that listen, thanks for making the time. If the podcast is helpful to you, just know you can always subscribe to it so you just get those updates. Um, you can rate it, and especially you can share it with someone else. And remember, the God of the Bible is never surprised or offended by our honest questions.